Strong Talk with Ricky Baez and JC. Enjoy the show! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to yet another fantastic episode of HR Talk. I'm your co-host, JC, ushering you back into a brand new week here for uh, what actually wound up being redefined as the the official rebirth of HR Talk. You see, sometimes uh, you find yourself at work in those real... Real good discussions, those real radical candor, off-the-cuff discussions, those those talks that are that are momentous and defining. And they define the next few years of a business. They redefine where you are now, and they realign and, and set expectations. We're going through a lot here at HR Talk right now. We really are. Ricky Baez, as he's going to reveal during the program, is branching out into some brand new endeavors and opportunities. From that, we're developing new models of, of products that we're going to be pushing out to you through the span of the week. And, and in that, you're also going to find that I may not always be around for that, and it's okay. Without further ado, let's pick up on the conversation right where I started secretly recording and told the guys after the fact, which we do now have authorization and approval from all parties involved to play this back for all of you. So let's pick up mid-discussion on a very, very heavy HR Talk Sunday. Welcome aboard, ladies and gentlemen. Here we go. Hey, bro, to answer your question about what was the point of the show, these last two minutes was it. Uh-huh. Straight up. <laughs> just just talking about random shit. <laughs> so, okay, so so now, like, focusing a little bit more on the, on the, on the show itself, the <sighs> content of it, obviously that's probably changed somewhat throughout, aka okay, this works, this doesn't, what have you. Um, it, is there... Has there been or is there a plan of of what content uh, is in the show? Um, somewhat. And more on a bigger level, not like a like not on a detail oh, level. No, no, no. There, there's there's no macro, uh, or, or there's no big um vision, or what the content should be. Right. At, mm-hmm. at at the end of the day, it's just a couple of guys talking about HR in a non legal way. Right. right. No legal mumbo jumbo. Uh, uh, maybe a little satirical, a little. <laughs> right. Um, but it's just it, it's it's just having that conversation. And what I have seen is that people um, do like the nonchalance of the show, that 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 atmosphere of the show. And it's just it's just chill conversation talking about bullshit with HR that people normally think about before uh, after they clock out. That's it. And the whole idea is to get more visibility to the show, hopefully do um, uh, paid events, right? Uh, but the whole idea was more for the HR consultancy, which now I'm going to start working a little bit more into kind of shaping that and how that's going to play into uh, um, how this strategy right now with the show is going to play into the consultancy now that I got all this fucking time on my hands. Mm-hmm. So that's what's going to happen, bro. Jim, any any additional thoughts on on that? Okay, so so Rick, yeah. I'm glad you used the word vision. Oh, oh, you did you have something. You don't want it. I said no, yes. No, yeah, no yeah. I said yes twice. Absolutely. Oh. oh, meaning you do have stuff to add. I do. Oh, okay. Go. Yeah, go on. No, it's just uh, some people enjoy the current events. 
Some people okay. enjoy the segments that have developed over time. Right. People enjoy some of the stuff that's built into the show. There's people I talk to, uh, message, random people that I've met over time through this entire thing. They're like, yeah, you know, when you guys get going, I like the open. I skip ahead to about an hour 15. I listen to the end. I'm like, hey, that's fine. You know, if you catch some stuff in the middle, let us know. Let us know what you liked, what you didn't like. You know, mm-hmm. I think the vibe that you get when you do a biography, like an interview with someone like that introspective, it's different than we're all just sitting around talking about the current events of the day and what's going on. I think there's a lot going on, though, in current events right now. And there has been over the past year plus that's given us the opportunity to delve into things from a different perspective. It also helps other shows, other thought leaders be influenced. I'll tell you this beyond a shadow of a doubt. A lot of the things that we bring up, we might source the article on a Sunday. We might talk about something as a trend. It may come up throughout the span of the week. But then what's interesting is by the Wednesday of that week, if not that Monday, some of the things that we banter about, and Ricky, you could attest to this too. You'll see it in the news. You'll see it on the newspaper. You're going to see things that we brought up be regurgitated by others. There's actually some pretty decent-sized movers and shakers that that listen to the program, that pay attention behind the scenes quietly. They don't want to participate in social media. They don't want to click the like buttons. They don't want to share. They get a kick out of the memes from time to time. But what they really dig is going that little extra bit further, maybe a regurgitation of something that they didn't read out of a newspaper down in Florida or California. Then they put their own spin on it combined with something that we did. There was a presentation. There was actually a discussion that we had on the program, which led to then a presentation that Ricky did at a conference that then led to an HR thought leader putting out an article of theirs and also giving speeches based off of something that Ricky presented at HR Florida. Do you remember that guy, Rick? What was uh, that guy's name? It was like Steve McQueen or some shit. <laughs> no, I don't know. No, it's fine. I know what you mean. I know who you mean. You know who I'm talking about. And the guy, yeah, he put the article out and everything. So it gets published. This guy gets paid for it, right? And and granted, some of the speaking engagements are are paid events and everything. But some of what we were doing in the lead up was that regurgitation of cool, right? The regurgitation of here's here's the news. Let's bring a different thought process to it. Let's bring it out. Have a radical candor discussion. He and Ricky incorporates it into a presentation live and then it gets regurgitated. It gets refiltered. It gets put into something else. We're wasting good show content here, by the way. Yeah, we are. I thought about that a second ago, but it is what it is. This is why we normally don't banter in the beginning. <laughs> off yeah. off air. It's okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm going to stop right there because yeah. that's a good role. It's a good track. It's a good discussion for, for a recording at some point. But when you're talking about like the format of things and the big picture of things, I think that this could branch out and be more than what it is. I think the flagship show should remain. I think we have people that really enjoy the podcast from a podcast perspective, the theater of the mind. They listen to it in the car. They listen to it working out. I just heard from a lady this week. Uh, Rick, I think you heard from her, too. She sent the Panda Express article around. And um, she's like, I love listening to you guys when I work out. So we're we're going back and forth and whatnot in the car, working out. Maybe not so much on the videos, on the lives. That's fine. You know, everyone's got their own thing. But I think that if we take this and we turn it into three functional items, one, you got your flagship Sunday show, okay? Let, let's scale back the timeline. Let's go to Fridays. Go to Fridays for a second. Like this Wednesday, for instance, Rick, you're going to interview Miklas, right? Mm-hmm. That's right. So then come Friday, 
you take that dry read, you take that that clean interview and release it. You put it out on Friday. Put it out for the world in its entirety. Maybe it's a half hour, half hour or less, just like a regular interview. You go over a half hour. You turn it into more of more of a um, special edition, right? You're underneath the one hour limit, but you're longer, a little more longer form format. And then you come to Sunday. You take clips from that Friday interview, maybe not the entire interview. You take clips from the Friday, bring it forward into Sunday. Use that as part of the driving force in the discussion as well as current events and other things. Now you just stirred the pot. You made the big cake. You put the lasagna out there. Everyone's got that. In the, and I'm talking everything released in the RSS feed. So now you've got the, the interview that was out Friday. you got the big show coming out Sunday. And then you move over to the Wednesdays, to the Facebook Live. More casual. More radical candor. Different vibe altogether. Different audience altogether. You, get, you could assemble a crew of people in any fashion that you want to. You could build into a deep dive from the conversations that went into the actual interview on Friday into the show on Sunday. And then now you've got that thought process. You know what? I'm going to check out the live on Wednesday. We could even tease it on Sundays. Mm-hmm. Hey, don't forget. The crew's going to be going live on Wednesday. Stop by if you want to partake, blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera. And then you've got, you get a lot more. To, you get three shows but get more traction out of it and take the Wednesday opportunities, even if it's 30, 60, however long you want to make. I don't care how long it is. Turn that into that educational training opportunity. Turn that into something a little bit more that spins off from what you're doing at university combined with the independent consultancy to where it's like, you know how you're doing things, Rick, with sellers. Like you had the mm-hmm. standalone web uh, web series things, you know, the... What do you call them? The interview, the uh, training session. Webinars. What was it? That's a webinar. Yeah, webinar. seminars. The webinars, yeah. seminars. Still put them, package them together. Put all these in the RSS release. Keep it all within that. Our biggest numbers, our biggest reach right now is within the RSS. It is. It really is. So if we could start to drive the other products from this and then help bolster that independent consultancy business, through the flagship on Sunday, the the standalone. You know what? I just went to lunch. Had a great meeting with someone over on the coast. They're going to maybe be a potential future client, but I had a great discussion with them about XYZ. Interview them. Get it down. Get that solid core 20 to 30, but a straight focus interview. And then bring that to the RSS. Release it in its entirety and then clip it up. Chop it up. Use that on Sunday for discussion. And then on on Wednesday, deep dive that. Intertwine that. Hey, I'm going to be teaching about this. And if you want to, uh, you know, I mean, you could could cross-thread promotion on this to the end of days. But here's, here's the thing, is that in the ways that we may not have funder promotion on Sundays right now, we keep this the way it is. You could take Wednesdays and turn it into a financial accruing beast at the same time and open up the coffers and turn it into, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Come on. Give me a little bit of laughter there. No, no, no. I get you. I get I, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Now, the Friday well, interviews don't always have to pop. You know what I mean? I mean, you get a Mickless. Great. Release it in full. There's no guest that week. Then there's no special interview released on Friday. And you drive the agenda on Sunday, which feeds into Wednesday, which then starts the next week. Just keep the cycle churning. Yeah. All right. So more than an intern.
Private sector consultant Dave, outside looking in, where are you firing from? What do you got? <laughs> so, so I'm glad. Uh, well, not glad. That glad. I feel like right we're word, in therapy but... right now. No, 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 not at why? Because, because, because I'm hanging out with the Brady Bunch now. Yeah, it's freaking me out a little bit. I can't lie to you. Oh, uh, so I got to change it back to the no, no you're bullshit. Fine. No, I like no, no, no. The Brady Leave Bunch there. is fine. Leave you're there. fine. Man, you're I love that. I, I thought the Brady Bunch was was a good good thing. Uh, no, good really. Background to add. You're totally cool. Clocks running. It's okay. Okay, so so, <laughs> so I'm glad you used the word vision, Ricky, when when you were talking, and and I liked hearing what what you had to like your different ideas, Jim. So my 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 next question would be: Have you guys ever? I know it's cheesy, but have you guys ever like sat down or, or thought about doing like a, a vision statement or a mission statement? Yeah, we we've, we've, we've went down that show? board. We had the whiteboard up. We talked about things in the early beginning. We had spreadsheets. We had documents. We had things going. This whole thing's <laughs> kind of like evolved over time. If you go into the coffers when he gives you access, you're going to see some documents that are like two years old that that had like a month's worth of work, and they all died off. I mean, let's be realist here. You know, at the end of the day, you got some things that you got to do, some things that you have to do, some things you want to do. And when you reach a point where you're treading water and that daily grind is beating the shit out of you, but you also know you're having good chats, ah, you fuck it. Let's just let it roll. We know what's working this week. We know what's not. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. Go ahead, Dave. Now, no. now and, vision and, and, for and the podcast questions. versus vision for Biesco. That could be two separate things, though. Too. Are you talking the podcast or Biesco, Dave? So I'm I'm talking more more the the podcast. But if you're talking about how these things are all intertwined and and possibly branching out, then then it could mean more things. Um, but my reason for these questions is is one I, I I wanted a little bit more background of how this came about and and what the reason for it. Because, you know, if I just join now and I don't know where you guys have been or, or where you possibly were planning on going, then I can't really help out that much. Or, you know, the, any ideas or thoughts I have could be way, you know, way in the, the wrong, wrong direction. So that's why, like, when, I, when Ricky, you said vision, I'm like, that's a good, you know, a, a good, you, good, good word to use. And. And I know like that shit's cheesy, the vision statement, the mission statement. But when I when I talk about those things, I'm talking on more of a like a macro level, not these little minuscule details. But like if you were were planning on on making a huge change to the show, the format or what have you, if you have something, you know, that, that that's living, breathing, it can change uh, uh, over time. But if you have something there, you can be like. Okay, well, does this change reflect what we want this show to be, or you know, or, or where we want this to go? Then that might help make a decision of, hey, should we do this or should we not? Does that make sense? It does. It does. So, quick question for you. Yeah. Right now, right now, what is what the, based on what you have seen from the outside, and now that you see from the inside, um, without you asking the, this this question about what the vision should be or where we started, where we're going, what's your impression? What's your when you walk away? What is the one thing that you're like, oh, okay, that's that show? I, I can't say one. It? Yeah, so I can't say just one thing, but but there there obviously that's what I'll get into right now. There were reasons why I've thought about all this stuff. So, um. The the negative. And by by uh, the way, the, I did start recording 17 minutes ago, just so you know. <laughs> so go ahead. No, go, right I'm, go good ahead. With that. I'm good with that. I mean, I might have to cut a special open, but that's fine. Go ahead. Yeah. OK. 
So um, the 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 remarks from the show, the or I should say the the negative remarks or, or however you want to uh, comment from the um, it was one comment though, and we've had bad comments before. No, no, no. from, yeah, yeah, from yeah, trolls. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, yeah. People so troll. I'm, I'm a yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's fine. For better or worse, and and it's something that I always have to I have to be cognizant of. I take shit personally a lot of the times. Sometimes more often, or sometimes more so than I than I should. But it, it's part of what makes me who I am. There are good aspects of taking things personally, and then there's bad things. The good things is it makes me think about what I've said. Uh, what I've done, what I want to say, what I that's want normal. to do in the yeah, in the future. Those, totally those would be good things. So that made me think about a lot of stuff about the the show or me. Um, part of it, and I don't mean it from like a, a pride standpoint, but of of a when Ricky and I talked, it was, hey, we're going to start doing this Facebook Live. We've got people on there. You know, we need you to uh, to handle the comments and that kind of stuff talk as much or as little as you want um and that made sense to me a couple shows in um that doesn't necessarily make sense to me right now because i didn't see very many people on there and then the comments were very few and far between Mm -hmm. um so so that right now um if i was to continue to do to help out with the show that reasoning doesn't make much sense so that leads me to okay. Well, what can I bring to the table? I'll tell you because if I don't bring, I'm gonna tell if you. I don't bring any, I'm going to tell okay. you right now exactly what you could bring to the table. You ready? And this is just me. I don't. This is only my perspective. Ricky may disagree yeah. with me, but outside looking in, Dave, I think that you would be an amazing co-host for the Wednesday Facebook Live. Shift the show to Wednesdays. Go Facebook Live, and you and Rick sail that ship. You guys talk about things from a different perspective than maybe what he and I might talk about on Sunday. I want to focus more on keeping the show in the format exactly where we are with the RSS release, with the podcast. Do I think that the Facebook Live and some of the other live things have room to grow because it's still just built? Absolutely do. Absolutely do. But I'm going to be honest with you. I've got a face for radio. I do. Have you seen this? Do you look at this? This is not a good looking mug. In the theater of the this mind, people coffee. hear this voice right here, and they're like, oh, my God, that voice is amazing. I need him to come MC my event, at which point I sign up, I go. Then they see me in person. They're like, yeah, that was fun. We don't want to do it again. Why? They got to see me. They saw the face. You know? You're a better-looking man. You could pull this off, Dave. You could carry the torch for all of manhood and humanity and do this on behalf of your country. Uh, 21 years was enough, man. I'm, I'm, re- I'm retired for doing <laughs> shit for my country. Yeah, but you know so, what you have? But- <laughs> you have a different perspective than I do. You bring something else to the table that I don't. And it's those discussions that can go a long way into feeding what Wednesdays can become. I personally think that Wednesdays should not follow the same format that we're doing on Sunday. I think that it's it's been hard. I think it's been hard to do some of that live. I think when we try to force feed what we're doing here into that slot, it's not really working out. I really don't think it is. However, if you have something that's created from Friday interviews, Sunday shows, clips from both, combined with just radical banter discussion, geez, Louise, you take a clip, just one clip, 
two-minute clip. I guarantee that you could help psychologically dissect that better than me because you're smart. You're very smart. You're a smart guy, Dave. I don't know. I had to take human anatomy and physiology like three times to get a B and a C. So I'm not sure how smart. And I, I didn't really even am. take it. Do you see what I'm saying? <laughs> I feel my way around. You actually read the book. So <laughs> cliff notes. The cliff notes. <laughs> so so look, Dave. Um, you're right. The first few shows, um, there was hardly anybody there. You know, just just crickets, right? But this is you being on without actually doing that. What it does, it gives you a little bit more uh, FaceTime on the show. That way people recognize you more. And then you start to become more a regular on the show, right? Yep. That way, when it starts getting big and people do start chiming in, they're not like, who the fuck is Dave? Oh, shit, that's Dave the intern. He gets promoted, yada, 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 right? That's right. So, okay. So, um, like, 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 for example, today. Today, it's just recording. It's not live, which is start to have these conversations there's not much you're going to do other than just be on the show and chiming in which what that does it puts more 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 airtime on the belt that way you're more comfortable with it did you go back and listen to the first two shows that i had it was fucking no, horrific no, no, bro no, no, no. it was I, horrific I man or send, I was yeah, send me the link i will send me the send me the links to those because then it'll it'll be like kind of a not a precursor, but it was a, a reminder of hey, hey, I need to do this because I, I got all these other things going well, on. It, so it's not even it'll, so it'll much. Get pushed, it'll get pushed to the background where then I'll just not I got to you. do it. But you if I what? get an, if I get a text message or something, uh, it it'll be more on the forefront. And I'll, just I'll outside looking in, Dave. Let it go. Don't even look at them. Like your discussion <laughs> with us today, the way that we're talking right now, this is gold. Yeah. This is money. Yeah. You come onto the table with radical candor and we're just having a we're just having a casual discussion about the future where this is going. This is this is very big. I mean, these are the types of talks that if we think about the okay, let's extrapolate it. We talk about EEOC guidance and XYZ and blah 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 and stuff that might not even make sense. But we could talk about it like this. That's a different ball of wax. That's what mm-hmm. people like to hear. And you bring that other perspective. You bring that heart and soul from a different arena. If the three of us get together on on Sundays like this, okay? But then the two of you are 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 hitting something on Wednesdays. If I stop by periodically, great. But I, I, I would love to see you step into that seat as the number two with Rick. Maybe Rick is still running the buttons, doing some things. Maybe you're doing some stuff to respond to the chats. But driving with, with your mind and your voice and your thought process, there's a lot that you bring to the table that people haven't heard yet. There's a lot of value there, more value than I think maybe even you realize. Oh, yeah, I, I, I would I would probably agree with that. And that, I've never done anything like this. So so how would I how would I know that? Yeah, but, but, it but all we've all had to... we've all had beers with you. We've all sat yeah. down and talked. We've all had these good discussions and, and we all know in our heart of hearts who you are. And now we're. Yeah, you saw behind the scenes the two crappy shows that came together where we're trying to do multiple things at one time, and eh, maybe it was too much at once. Whatever the case may be, it doesn't matter. It's behind us. But moving forward, yeah, yeah. it's a different ball of wax. That's all I'm saying. So so back to the like the comment thing. That like I, I'm glad, like, right at first, and it, it really did bother me, and it continued to bother me probably for like a solid two days. Not to the point where I couldn't work or function in life or anything like that. But I thought about it a lot, and I chewed on it a lot, and that's just kind of how my mind works with things. Dave, we but had it. We once, had it too. I got to share with you real quick. I'm sorry for jumping on you. 
we had it in the very beginning. Rick, remember the person that said that we were both going to get fired and uh, we should watch, be careful what we're saying. They're going to get in touch with our bosses. And you're like, go yeah. ahead. I'm. You get in touch with my boss. You're getting in touch with me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, that was yeah. the funniest thing. Yeah. There's, there's people out there that do this and it's not you. It's not you. It's okay. That's, that's what I'm saying. It's okay. But so, so what I was trying to hold on. So what I was trying to get at was, was once I got over that initial shock and that, that the pride part of it, because that's what it all, that, I mean, that's what it is. Initially, it's just pride. Um, once I got past that and it stopped bothering me so much, then I could actually turn it into a positive. And I started thinking about the show and myself and, hey, well, you know, the, the, the things about, okay, well, there weren't, you know, we, we talked about being in charge of the comments. That doesn't really seem like it's it's going to go on oh, yeah, right there's now. There's like two people. So how, so, you could be so in charge just, of two people. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm not needed for that. Yes, so you it, are. It's a matter of it, it started making me think of uh, of a lot of things, and so that negative comment got me. To, my personality, what I yeah, it yeah got yeah. me to yeah. do a lot of thinking, and so I'm appreciative of that. And so one of the things in the course of thinking about the show and and the the shows that i was a part of it and back to kind of the uh, uh mission statement vision statement this is the reason why I, I brought that stuff up is i'm curious while it's cool and it's funny and i i i think it's hilarious um what does the florida man stories bring to the table and i asked that for two reasons one on the face value of of when it comes to like HR and that stuff, how how is that actually intertwined? Um, and and it brings something to the table on that level. And two, the reason why like I bring it up now versus waiting to see you know how it pans out is one of the things that you guys said at the end um, when we stopped recording two weeks ago was man, we, we've got this new format and we're trying to keep it under an hour and we can't <laughs> get it there. Yeah. And so, yeah. so, so my, one of my, my, my thoughts of that was, well, if with the Florida man stories, the juice isn't worth the squeeze, then why not get rid of it? And then bam, that's a that's a five, seven, eight minutes that's gone. If we trim all that stuff at the end, we save 15 minutes. We save well, no, 15 I, minutes not, right off the bat. No, dead serious. If we cut the banter down in the beginning and we trim all that stuff at the end, we literally wind up saving 20 to 25 minutes on the program. On the clock time. That's the interesting thing, though. If we go back in this discussion, just we're at 2037 right now. If we go back approximately 20 minutes right now, <laughs> one of the things that I mentioned, it sounds kitschy. That's what they like. These are the some end. of the things that people like. They stop by to hear it. They stop by to catch some of that. And then they stick Florida? around and they hear some of the other stuff. Now, it doesn't necessarily have to be Florida, man. You know, we could turn mm -hmm. it into be something else. We could name it something else. It could be a, a different segment altogether. But I, I guarantee you people are still like digging that current events and the, the stuff that we do at the end. But we could we could get rid of anything. But this is this is why I'm saying if we leave Sundays where it's at, even if we trim it back 15, if we if we start to cultivate this a little bit with the with the flagship. Right. And instead of having someone on as a guest for one hour solid, you're using clips from a half hour interview that you had with them on Friday. Well, you just you just radically change things. If you want that entire interview, you listen to the one that it was just released before the Sunday show. If you want to play it in full on the Sunday show, great. But I don't think that that was successful either. I think that got weird, <laughs> you know. So if if we chop that up and bring it forward, you could even 
change time in the middle. But if, are you guys saying, though, that you want to get rid of the news in Florida, man, and the banter in the beginning? So, 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 no, yes and no. Just, I'm just talking about the Florida man stories part, not the current events. I think, like, for me, like, if I was listening, I could probably correlate how current events can impact HR in a, in a vast different array of, of ways. Um, but I don't see how the Florida man stories, while cool and I like them, I just don't see how they have, like, how can they uh, serve a purpose for HR talk um, in what you guys are trying to do, you know, whether it's now or in the future. And I could be totally wrong. It's just those were my thoughts of, hey, if you're trying to save time, hey, in, in, the, in the Florida man stories don't serve a purpose, why not get rid of them? But if they do, then by all means, they should stay. The current events, though, that's a different story. I think the, the current events thing is great. So Florida, so I hear what you're saying. Florida man to me is just funny, right? That's it, right? There, there, there's something interesting about that concept because you never hear Minnesota man. You never hear California man. You never hear <laughs> Iowa man. You hear Florida man, right? So I get what you're saying. Whereas now I'm going to be honest, man. I, I, I like the banter at the beginning. I can do without the Florida man, the current events. That's a staple that needs to stay there, right? Because oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because those are things that HR people and business leaders do read, right? And they've always wondered, ooh, I that would never happen in my company. And then they listen to us and they have a completely different take on it just because of the conversation we had regarding that topic. I hear you about the Florida man stuff. I, I just think it's funny, bro. It, it's, yeah. I just want to see how many, how many, how many different Florida man stories we can find. But so if those are my thoughts. And, 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 and to me, it almost I mean, obviously, your business, uh, you do whatever it is that, that you want to do. But on another level, I would almost think like if 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 you're, you know, now uh, the Biesco full time, you know, leaning in, does that then change some of the dynamics of, of so then is the Florida man really worth it? Like Not, does that does that that does that change what you're trying a, to do? Does it does it point. does it tarnish uh, uh, any any other? Hey man, I really thought about you know yeah maybe I, I enjoy what I hear and 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 maybe he would be somebody uh, that that I would want to work with consulting. But man, I don't know the, the Florida man stories. That's just way out of left field and. And I, 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 if that's something they want to put on their podcast, yeah, maybe that's not the right fit for for me as as far as somebody I want to work he, with. He brings up a good point. He does. So, so I hear that. Trust me, I do hear that. And I, I'm going to say this carefully. Just because I'm now doing Biasco full time, I don't want the show to change. I want it to evolve. Two different things. Sure. Right. So because I I want it to evolve organically with whatever we're doing, but I don't want it to change like, holy shit, now I have to change um, what we talk about because things are different. At the end of the day, bro, if somebody says I'm not going to work, I, I'm not going to work with Ricky or Jim or anybody on that show just because of the Florida man stuff. They're not our client. Then they're mm. going to hate what I bring. <laughs> they're going to fucking <laughs> hate it. Right. So that's not then that's not my customer, right? I've had customers that are really prim uh, customers, clients that are really prim and proper, no jokes at all, nothing at all, and I've bombed in those fucking presentations. And I said I'm not doing that again. That's sure. why 
when I first meet a client, I don't hide who I am. What you get on the show, what you get in real life, that's who you get as a client. And I've lost clients that way. I'm perfectly okay with that because it just sure. wasn't going to work out. It just wasn't going to work out at all. So I I know who my client base is, and it's it, it's it's to me to change it now because of that. I think it would change who we are as a group, mm-hmm. right? Laid back, laissez faire. HR, yeah, it's serious shit, but it doesn't have to be serious. It really does not, right? It could really be a couple of guys having some drinks, talking about leadership shit at work. And then because there was a good talk about it, the next day they can employ those tactics and actually do those things. And it's not yeah. too legalese and crappy. Like, I mean, I get what you're saying. Trust me, I do. But can I touch on something real quick, bro? Um, no, and, yeah, and, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So this is, I'm being 100% real here, man. Um, I, I, I'm stuck on how the negative comment affected you. My question to you is, uh, they are going to come up again. Continuing this, is that going to help you or make things worse for you? No, I, I, so, so I genuinely appreciate you asking that question. And somehow Rick, okay, now, so you weren't, I thought, I thought the screen froze. Your face no, no, no. was not moved. No, your face no, no, was not moved. No, because I'm listening intently. <laughs> okay. No, no. Like, I was like, holy shit, can is I he going to do this? Because nothing moved. Before yeah. you answer, can I keep yeah, compound yeah. on that, please? Yeah, so, absolutely. So, so the reason I want to, I, I want to put a qualifier out there. Because up to right now, up to this discussion right now, yeah, you're just hanging out. Uh, do I chime in? Do I not chime in? We want you to chime in. You're not sure if you should chime in. You chime in. Maybe it was right. Maybe it was wrong. It's always right. But you maybe felt it was wrong. But then there's a comment. Then this. Then that. There's too much uncertainty. Re- rearrange for a second. Imagine this. In a world on Wednesdays <laughs> where you and Ricky are sitting Boy, in the pilot <laughs> and the co-pilot seat, you have the opportunity to be you. It's not you chiming in. You have the opportunity to be you. You get to drive. You're the A driver. You're right there. He's he's driving the show. Don't get me wrong. He's driving the show. But you're right there. There's there's nothing on board that you have to ever be worried about. Do you see what I mean? It, it changes the dynamic. So whereas yeah. if you're in that other seat where you're just kind of like, hey, guys, hey, let me tell you something. Hey, wait a second. Yeah, did I do the right thing? Did I not do the right? It's a totally different ball of wax when you're sitting up in the front seat there and you're like, hey, I'm saying what I'm saying because this is what I do. This is, I mean, from where I'm at, Dave, that's what I'm hoping. I'd I'd, I'd love to see you in that seat. Go ahead, Rick. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I'm sorry, bro. Were you serious when you said Cuba recording? Yeah. Don't worry. Don't worry. We'll circle back. Thank you. I've been watching okay, White House you. press conferences. I'm all about circling back. I understand how this works now. <laughs> no, I didn't know. No, really. What I, didn't, I said about no, Dave. No, 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 yeah, no, yeah. no, 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 no. I got it. I got it. Okay. Don't worry. Right. Don't worry. All right. All right. So, it, it, so Dave, Jim's right, man. It, it, it's you'll feel better at it, but right now I'm just more concerned about you, to be honest, bro. <laughs> right? It, it's I just want to make sure that I don't. I know that you will be. I know that you'll tell us. I know that you'll tell me. But I don't want you to continue to do this just because you're a brother um, at a at, at a huge cost to you. Right. So that's why if you're like, you know what, right now, this isn't for me. We're cool, man. I, I just I I want this to be fun for you. 
and I want sure. this to help you. And I don't want it to go the opposite way just so you don't go back on what you said, because I know what your ethos is. If you commit to something, you fucking commit to something. But guess what? You're also a human fucking being, bro. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? <laughs> so, bro, like, just just, just let me know, because I, I really would hate for this to be an issue for you. I, I, I would say I don't want to do that before there's a decision on the table, though. Yeah. Give it a few more weeks. Give it a few more yeah. weeks. I'm I'm saying it that honestly because I I literally I'm I'm literally right now begging in front of the two of you to let me pass the torch for the Wednesday co-host seat to you and you and Ricky develop whatever format it is that you want to develop for the for the Wednesday show. It goes Facebook Live. It still gets recorded to audio. You still release it to the RSS, and it's a separate product. Let the two of you build it. I'm begging you to do it, please. <laughs> okay, dude, we got it. We got it. I just didn't know when you and I talked about it. I didn't know that was in the cards. Yes, um, because but, I want I Dave it. to be there driving that with you. Dave, you're already Dave, at the okay. table. Will you be my wingman? Okay, on Wednesdays. So, so on Wednesdays, I, put the Wednesdays in there, will, dickhead. <laughs> put the Wednesday. I will in address there. the. I will Wednesdays. address that first, <laughs> and then I will go back to feelings. Um, I, right now I am perfectly happy and content being in the back seat because that's I'm perfect. trying to fix that's because perfect I'm for Wednesdays. To, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wednesday no. is a backseat show anyways. This Dude, is perfect. Let him talk. No, no, no. Wait bro. a second. The two of you out. could get in the back seat together on Wednesdays. No, we're not. No, not that, not that no, kind of a backseat. No, we're not. So, so. And, and I didn't bring originally, I didn't have this, like, I didn't have a, an outline of, of this conversation. And it was this long drawn out thing of, hey, I don't want to do this. That is not my, if that, if that crossed your mind, that wasn't. No, no, my, I get you. I okay. get you, bro. It's, yeah. So I'm still at a point with this because it's only been a couple of shows that I need to find out if this is something for me or not. And okay. until I do that, I cannot commit to being a co-host or being in a, 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 a the navigator spot on a, on a different show or, because then I really feel like I'm committed. And if in two months it's, you know, I mean, shit happens, it, it could happen two months later, but um, I, I would feel genuinely bad if I'm like, okay, yeah, let's do it. And then within the next two months, I, I, I figure out this, seriously is not for me because it might not what be if it, what if it's it reframed? Be. what if it's reframed like this what if you're still in the back seat you're not you're not in the a driver's seat and then you and ricky are in the car alone on wednesdays you're just in the back seat that's all Bro, you you keep going through that fucking vision man <laughs> no we're not no, no, fucking no. being in no back Rick, seat. i know i'm single you're driving i know him. i'm single and all but <laughs> you know what i got it driving got it. Got driving it. mr davy you're driving him. He's in. He's in the back seat. You're driving. I don't like this idea now. <laughs> Me neither. It's bad. Me neither. It's bad. So here's the thing, Dave. So let let's for the sake of the show and for you, let's put you on a 90 day probationary period uh, that started two weeks ago, quote unquote, for the show. Should, <laughs> right. You should have told him that in the beginning, though, right? Yeah. No, I wanted I. I wanted it to be organically found the, the, okay, out on the, day 89. Right. That, no, that makes sense. <laughs> the visceral reaction, the organics. I understand. Go ahead. Go ahead, Rick. Yeah. I'm sorry. 
No, so so here's the thing, Dave. So let's do this. So I get I'm picking up what you're putting down, right? So for Wednesdays, don't worry about it. I'll take care of it, right? The other part of the show. Well, he's still going to uh, be on the show so, on Wednesday, though. He said, if he if he wants to. So I'm I'm happy to I'm I'm happy to help out, and and I'm I'm happy to to have it mostly be a one day or a one evening a week kind of thing. Yeah, that's it. But I don't have I don't have the time to be, you know, two and three nights a week no, with no, no. what I'm trying no, to do. No, no, I so, get that. Totally, no, like, I get like that. a half hour <laughs> Wednesday nights. Half hour on Wednesday nights. That would be it. So so I'll leave it up to you guys more so of, of if there's a I mean obviously I, I I would want to have a little bit of say so, but if if the the vision is to now tra- like move this along to a, a two day a two times a week kind of deal and and one you know is more geared towards this content and another one is more geared towards this content and because obviously and, and the reason why I say it like this is is you guys have obviously had a lot more discussions uh, 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 about this than just us talking now so you guys have more, more background of, of possibilities and those kinds of things. So that's why I'm like kind of deferring a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, if, 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 if you guys think of wherever this is going, if it's a two day a week kind of uh, different shows and Hey, I think it would be better for Dave to be, he would bring more to the table on this show's content versus this show's content that I'm cool with. Whether it's Sundays, Wednesdays, that what whatever I, that I'm not too concerned about, um, if that makes sense. It does. So why don't we do this? Why don't we do this? <clears throat> so let's just focus on you and I on Wednesdays, and deconstruct whatever mm-hmm. we talked about the previous week. Bingo. And preview what we're going to talk about the following week. Bingo. And that's the only time you have some airtime, where you and I it. And Dave, the reason I like that idea is because it, it, it's you you get to see both from the outside and inside of the show from somebody who doesn't have an HR background, but you have an employee, a manager, a leader's background. So that <laughs> leader and so, manager Dave. So this that should be his intro every time. Um, leader and manager Dave. <laughs> There you go. Former, <laughs> former, former, <laughs> former leader and manager Dave. There you go. So because you, you just stepped on it. Like that was the actual piece to chop out. Can we do it one more time? Just one more time. Just one more time. So go, then go. you could like trim this out. Hang on a second. <laughs> former leader and manager Dave. There you go. Okay. That okay. sounds like Kermit the Frog. <laughs> Hey there. It did it, right? Hey, there. <laughs> it did. Kermit Frog here. Welcome back to HR Talk Live on Wednesdays. We've got our uh, backseat driver guy. Hop in the back with Dave. He'll grab you. <laughs> Hop in. So hey, Ricky, funny. are we almost there yet? That is so, uh, I heard are that. Are we almost done? Are All almost freaking done, day on Ricky? Friday. <laughs> All fucking day on, fr- on Saturday. Excuse me. Hey, where All are you guys right, so, going? We're uh, going back so, to okay, Clearwater. So, so, <laughs> let let me go back one and and then we can totally move forward uh, uh away from this. So so Hey, you've got I 15 tried... more you've got 15 more minutes. Go ahead. Okay. So uh you would you you would ask like or you said your your concern was was for essentially my own mental health and that kind of stuff and and so I I definitely uh, appreciate you bringing that up 
Um, I would say uh, for the show itself, the next time and in the future when those kinds of things occur, because they're going to occur, people are going to comment, they're going to have their opinion, their own opinions, which they are entitled to have. Um, I, I would ask you to please let me know prior to the fact if that's going to be discussed. So I think like initially, okay. uh, like with it, you guys obviously knew it happened. I did not because before the show, you're like, oh, we're just going to let you know on the show. By no, by no means did I do I think you guys did that like in a, a ill will kind of way. I, I would imagine you guys just didn't think it was a big deal um, because you've been through it before. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I have not <laughs> been that, uh, in, in that situation. So it was a big deal to me. And I want to be able to have enough time to digest it enough to not have negative comments on the air because i know i don't i don't think i said anything bad per se but i definitely know that if i went back and listened to that show that i was taken aback and definitely had like snarky comments and i don't want that to be the case because that's my initial reaction i want to be able to i want to be able to deal with it a little bit and so that i can 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 at least if i'm gonna comment about it i can do it in a more positive fashion versus just being a snarky snarky that's fair no no that's fair that's fair um so I didn't think it was gonna hit like that, right? Because you're, you're, dude, you're talking to somebody who they fought complaints on for the past twenty years, right? So to me, I'm like, eh, whatever, right? So I get what you're saying. So yes, if that happens again, I'll just let you know before I'm like, hey, dude, look what they said about you, yada yada yada, and then you let me know how you feel about it, and then we just go from there. I'm with yeah. you. Okay. That's fair. And, and 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 so that and just to let you know that on a on a bigger scale, that comment itself. It, it wasn't that big of a deal if, if you just if you cut that out and and don't put anything else that's going on uh, in my life. No, it's not. A, it, it's definitely not a big deal. And it, and it shouldn't shouldn't mess with me. The, the, the problem lies in is there's other stuff going on and and work's been a real bitch the last few months. Um, it's been very, very difficult. Anyways, that's um. So that's all. 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 I really was thinking about. Like, I. I really wanted some background of 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 how the show started, the the reason behind it, where you guys wanted it to go, um, what what I could bring to the table if this is continues on and 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 the other stuff. So, you um, know what they appreciate. A, no, no. Honestly, bro, I really appreciate you bringing that up. Because if you haven't brought that up, we just continue on and you'll be like, what the hell's happening? What the hell's going on? So I really do appreciate that. Funny thing you say about vision and mission statement, because I teach that in class, right? And how I do it, I tell students, I'm like, hey, in a business, here's what you're supposed to do. You got to focus on the mission, the vision. If it, if whatever you do doesn't align to that, then why are you here to begin with? But what I have seen is that more people, more unsuccessful businesses in which more unsuccessful than successful focus more on the mission and vision so much that they forget to execute it. Right. Mm -hmm. They get get like no work done. Nothing. They're just so focusing so much on it. Hey, man, let's let's go mm -hmm. on retreat again. Let's talk about that more on retreat. Spend $60,000 in Aspen. Got, <laughs> right? Yeah, got nothing done. And, well, I mean, the only thing you got done is just got a couple of DUIs, right? That's about it. When you go over to Aspen and get drunk and go out and just have a good time out in town. No, but it, it's it's 
that's why I tell students, um, yes, go ahead and talk about what your mission is supposed to be, what your vision is supposed to be. Put it up somewhere and just leave it the fuck alone. Leave it alone and start focusing on execution and doing mm -hmm. it. That's why with us here on the show, what I really wanted to see, because this whole thing was Jim's idea, right? Because we went to, to, uh, to a football game. We were drunk. We left early, actually, because the bills were uh, not doing so good. He's like, hey, man, let's go to the studio. All right, cool. <laughs> let's go. Because that's exactly how he talks. So we went to the studio. We started drinking some more. He started recording. He started asking me questions. I'm like, holy crap, this, this sounds really good. And boom, that's what that was born. And then from there, I was like, all right, the show's going to be. It was terrible. Regular Dave, HR people. Dave, it was terrible. No. Like the very first one. It was one, awesome. It, it, was, it was awesome. Shut the, up. The catalyst of it was, it was amazing, yet it was terrible when you look back. Um, it, it was that evolution of going from, hey, I've given presentations and speeches to rooms of thousands of people. I know what I'm talking about in HR. And then evolving that into this into this general discussion the, the the crafting and molding that took place of Efren ricky bias over this span of time is just astronomically insane do you remember rick in the beginning in the beginning it, you you were in total presentation I, mode and there was nothing wrong with that no there was something wrong with that it was freaking at, horrible bro. at that time <laughs> it was, yeah, at that time yeah. at that time but the funny thing is is other shows out there have stayed that way Yep. They've stayed that way. Yep. I've dragged you I've dragged you over to the dark side. And now I live there. I've got acres and acres of land that I purchased. Um no, so so yeah, so it's to me was it, it on off uh, that uh, was it on Hooker Lane? It's can, a, <laughs> can we talk about this real quick? Can we get down this road? Are you ready to transition to this talk cuz I'm ready to talk about this? Go. Go go. go. All right, where were you this past week, Rick? I was in Tennessee. You're in Tennessee, Gatlinburg, Tennessee. Yeah. I thought you were in That's Knoxville, right. Tennessee. So you're like literally up in the mountains. You're staying in a smoky cabin. You're like, what, what are you? What are you doing? You're like climbing trees. You're, you're hunting bears. What are you doing up there in, in Tennessee? No, yeah, actually, it's we, it's we got a huge cabin up in the mountains, and all we did was hike. The Smoky Mountains is a beautiful place to hike, and it, it, it's a. Uh, I've hiked in Florida, but it's all flat land. And you can do it in running shoes. Yeah. But once you get into that, into the Smoky Mountains and see the bears and 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 how high you can go, man, it is absolutely amazing. All right. So you say hiking. In my head, I'm thinking hiking, a.k.a. walking, a.k.a. Dave took me hiking in Salt Lake, a.k.a. it was walking. But for a fat guy like me going up a mountain, that did not go so well. <laughs> Total elevation differential there. Um, it went better than you snowboarding, though, Jim. <laughs> oh, snowboarding was horrific. Oh, my God. We got to get to that one of these days. <laughs> Dave, you've got family in Tennessee, though, right? Yeah, he was uh, uh, He was probably about 35, 40 minutes from my parents. Do you get up there a lot? Do you do the hiking up there as well? I, I do. Uh, I do go hiking up there. I haven't been up there recently, just because of uh, COVID and all that stuff. Ricky, why didn't you go see Dave's parents while you were there? Actually, last time I was up there a year ago, we actually tried to meet up because I wanted some. Um, I wanted some moonshine. I wanted some real stuff. Uh, no, nah, man, it, it just it just didn't happen. Once we go up there, we go up there with no plan. And um, and once we get there, it's just one day we're doing this. It is 100 miles an hour until it's time to come home. 
So it's, do, we spend minimal time in the cabin. So we've been talking about this for decades. We've been talking about this for years about like land, about acreage. And Dave, you actually found some land on Hooker Lane in the area. Yeah, up there. I think Is I, that right? it was. It was. Uh, let me let me see if I can look it up. It was it was Hooker something. And I'm glad you bring brought that up because um, I wanted there some te- uh, some context on my my Hooker Lane. Yeah, please. Uh, they... Comment. So it wasn't like out of nowhere. It wasn't so, just like some so random for everyone thing. listening. There's been years and years of discussion about buying land there you go. in another state, in a, a centralized location, in a spot where you could take all this acreage and subdivide it and, and divvy it up contractually amongst everybody. And then you've got this like massive compound and maybe like right in the middle of it, we build a huge like steel building or pole barn built by the Amish Emporium type thing where we all just party. You know, and then like, hey, what are you doing today? I'm going down to the bar. Where's the bar? It's in the middle of all our land. Are you driving there? Yeah, on a golf cart on my own land. You know, like you never got to go on the main roads. But yeah. then it's only your land up until you cross over into like maybe Baez has something set up on his where it's a border. And it's a very tall wall. Like you need you need papers. And then maybe Dave has part of a wall, but no wall. And you could easily cross the border. And then like, you know, you're just welcomed in. Like maybe there's differences like that. I don't know. But Dave. You no. found Why do we need a wall? I thought walls don't work. <laughs> I'm done. Walls work. <laughs> they spend $5 million on walls around D.C. They're still spending money on walls in National Guard in D.C. They're working. Walls are working. Because, because there's no tunnels. <laughs> That's right. There's tons That's of right. tunnels. That's how they're getting around. They're going from building to building underground. It's like Toronto actually, in up DC, there. There, there yeah. are a lot of uh, tunnels. Actually. Oh, my God. Me and Dave, we got stuck in a tunnel in Toronto one time in shorts, and everyone's in business suits. We're on vacation, and they're all, like, on their work day. Story for another time. Anyways, okay. Dave, you found uh, so some So the land. address was 9999 Hooker's Gap Road, just, uh, you know, if anybody was curious. So it was like it was like what like sixty it was like sixty acres for like half a million dollars. Yeah, that's a lot of money. Yeah, yeah, but that's Dave. I so so I'm up there and they and Dave sends me this message saying, "Hey, here's our opportunity to get that compound we've always wanted." And I and he and he's focusing on the uh, on the hooker lane thing, and I'm like, "Ha ha, that's hilarious!" But I'm looking at the it's price. Gotta be and good I'm like, fishing. That's not bad. It's got to be it great like, fishing. <laughs> stupid. Yeah. So, no, how I was looking at it is like, dude, that's less than 10 grand an acre. That's not bad. Let's just not buy the whole 60. Let's just go <laughs> ahead and buy two acres and boom, there it is. And there, there's the new A1A Beachfront Studios just in the mountains. Yeah, it wouldn't be the Beachfront Studio anymore. It'd be the mountaintop uh, resort no, or something. No, no, it, it, it's it's not. A, I, I don't have a beachfront right now, and it's called the Beachfront you Studio. You have a trench so front. You have a trench and there's some water. You could actually house a so, gator in that okay. trench. So A1A Pond Studios, Pond Front <laughs> Studios. Let's just call it that. Fine. No, but Dave sends me that. I'm like, damn, this was a good idea. And I don't know if you're serious, Dave, or just making fun of the name, but I was like, hold up. It's Less a real than good 10 idea. grand an acre. Yeah. This is a really good idea. I'm actually going to start looking into yeah, that. But, but man, what I don't about, know about the name, though. I found some land, though, too. I put it out there to you guys. I think it was like 20 acres for $15,000 outside 29 Palms. In the bar See, store. That last part, that yeah. last part right there tells you why it's 15 grand for 20 acres. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> Nobody wants to go out there, bro. Nobody. So tell me, who, who volunteers? Yeah, I'll go to 29 Palms. Nobody volunteers right, for guys, that shit. There's a reason for if that. If we're going to pool our money so, together to get some land up in Tennessee, then we have to spend that little bit extra for it in California, and we go out there for like one month every spring. 
and we just come back. That's all we do. We just go out there just to hang out and come back, you know? Okay, so we could go to, we could buy some land in the desert of 29 Palms, or let me read the property details of this place. All right. Great opportunity in North Carolina. Over 65 acres of privacy and property that extends to the top of the mountain. Several potential home sites with a rough road already in place that traverses a majority of the property. State front roadage, wait, oh, I messed that up. State road frontage, significant amounts of standing timber as most of the property is wooded, with the exception of cleared proposed home site and road system. Lots of wildlife present, potential for private mountain getaway, recreational property, camping, and more. Incredible long-range layered views from the higher elevations that could be opened up significantly. Ricky, bring your hiking boots and make sure you see this special property and all the potential it offers. It's time. It's time to buy land. Just because of how he read that, now I want to buy it. Yeah, no, I, that's what that I'm saying. Because he said my name. He said but, my name. And but then here's the boots. thing for anyone listening. This is Wednesday. You just got a flavor of Wednesday. This is amazing Wednesday talk right here. I'm telling you, Dave. I'm telling Booker's you. Booker's Gap is good for Wednesdays? Oh, it'd be amazing Apparently. Wednesday chat. Apparently, hey, yeah. I do want to play you something. I made this today. Uh, this would potentially be for Wednesdays as well. Tell me what you think. Welcome back to HR Talk. Theft friend Ricky Baez Jr. MHR, SPHR of Baez Co-Learning. Enjoy the show. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that. Bro, I don't... He said don't he wants to stay in the backseat. He said he wants to stay in the backseat. You know, so that keeps him in the backseat. Welcome back. He sounds, he, he sounds like a young adult. Ricky Baez Jr. I know. Well, he is. I don't recognize him yeah, anymore. Little man's getting big. Little man's not so little anymore. Awesome, man. Yeah. That's awesome. So I, I like don't know. It. That's available like that. out there. I mean, you could use that on the Wednesday. It still has the same Absolutely. vibe, but then it's got your name on it. And then when Dave says he wants well, to come up to the front seat, then we put Dave's name on it, too. That works. So we'll do that one. Ephraim, Ricky, Bias, SPHR, MHR, from Biasco, and Dave. And then start. There it is. <laughs> right. When it's time, you get the computer voice. And Dave. You know, just, and no, man, just put it in yeah, really, Siri. put it, put it in like two fonts, like two font, really yes, like, yes. like where you'd have to like zoom in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> well, you know what? Maybe it's time to, to talk about that because, uh, the, there's a new format for the show. Um, another new act- one? For actually, what show? hold on. For what show though? What do you mean? What show? No, no, no. Okay. You know what? You're right. There's a new format for the HR talk brand. There is, right? Because we're trying to evolve. We're trying to get better. And we were talking about this. We were talking about this an hour ago. It's still on the recording, but go ahead. Oh, it is. Okay, got it, got it, got it. But mention it. No, bring it up. Recap. Go high. No, no. So, so yeah. So, we are going to have the regular Sunday shows that everybody knows and loves. Some people, right? Some people don't. It's quite okay. We are going to have the recap live show on Wednesdays. It'll be uh, intern Dave and myself. And then we're going to have some sprinkles of really interesting interviews that uh, may be released on Fridays, depending how long they are. But we are going to have uh, different sprinkles of HR talk throughout throughout the week. Now, that goes hand in hand with something I did want to talk to people about or just let everybody know, because, um, you know, it, it's Biasco Learning, the parent company of HR Talk. I started that about 10 years, 10 years ago. Um, and when I started that, um, the whole focus was, was, was supposed to be about uh, just uh, 
HR consulting, training and development. But the the niche was going to be that it's we do it in a fun, lively environment because, look, you it's really hard these days, or even back then, 10 years ago, to put fun and HR in the same sentence in a positive way. Um, so this is something I've enjoyed. I love doing what I do. I love talking to people. I love helping people move the, the, the needle from A to B. That's why I love this show. I love how this show feeds into that. So, but for those, tips, for the better, thank you. See, there you go. I'm You're thanking welcome. you for that. So, um, when, um, the, as, as that company continued, and I have two or three clients, right? Because I did have a day job. I, te- I taught at different um, uh, uh, colleges, online and on ground, but I had other day jobs that kind of took over. One of the things that I love about what I do is being able to have a team and lead a team and help a team mold their talents to align to whoever our business partner is at that time. So I've had several jobs in that time, but the latest job that I've had, I, was, um, I led the HR office. Um, for Sears Home Improvements, uh, later known as Transform Co. Home Improvements. And I've worked there for about seven years. And all this time, I've had little clients because I didn't want to have um, too many clients that kind of took over my time with Sears. Now, people might might be thinking, well, Ricky, isn't that what you want? So you want to do this full time? Yeah, I do. But let me tell you, um, for the amount of black eyes that Sears has in the stock market, um, <laughs> black eye, JC, I, I. Thank you, E Y E. I have so, bad yeah. hearing, so I appreciate yeah, that. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, think of that. Yeah, artillery. It happens. So what's that? Um, XC, told you. So um, uh, um, it, it's one of the things that Sears does really well, at least has been my experience in the past seven years is that it has uh, a great leadership, great business partnerships, and, um, and just all, all, overall great teams. So one of the biggest motivators to help anybody um, uh, make a drastic decision in their life is when something really bad happens, whether it's your wallet, you don't have any money, or you're hungry, or a horrible environment, those are all great motivators to jump ship and go somewhere else. But the reason I haven't left Sears in seven years is because, let me tell you, man, I have yet to see any other organization that can that can have the business relationship, the business partnership that I've had there. So all of the things, the leadership theories or the uh, the um, uh, partnerships that we talk about in school, in theory, is very hard to see that in application in real life. And I got to experience that for seven years. Um, so it was really hard for me to leave on my own because I had an amazing team and amazing boss. Uh, yeah, we didn't have good technology and some things could be better, but let me tell you, the people is what made it. So they made it hard for me to leave. So a couple, so a couple of weeks ago, uh, uh, real quick, big kudos to them though. You want to talk about a great team. I mean, when, when you, you pulled someone in deep enough to where they're like, yeah, you know what? I could do other things. I could be successful. I could be, like, famous. I could do great, amazing things with my life. But I'm going to stay here. Yeah. Because of you. (laughs) Because you build a a nice little network like that. So you live in hell together. But it's good. Happiness and slavery, as per Nine Inch Nails in the 90s. Right? I mean... No. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, pig. Yeah, you... (laughs) You know what I mean? 
I mean, this is you a Nine Inch Nails song in the writing. It really is. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I get it. it no, no, you're good. Yeah. So, so, yeah. So, I, I, I was happy there. I had a great team, and, and and that made it hard to leave. So, a couple of weeks ago, you know, it, with everything, with the pandemic, everything happening, we kept cutting and cutting and cutting and cutting and cutting. And my seven years there, I have been, I've led many initiatives to where we do have to cut costs. We do have to cut payroll. And out of all those times, I let that initiative on the on on the end of uh, dishing it out, putting that strategy out there. A couple of weeks ago, I was on the receiving end of that. And I got the call. I got the call that my services would no longer be needed. You're, and that you were promoted. Uh, to a customer. Yes, sir. That's what I was to promoted to. So I was laid off. And really, I got to really? tell you. Can, can can you go back like one step? Yeah. Uh, if you're allowed to talk about it. Um, no, go ahead. Weren't you, weren't you part of a, a plan uh, prior to uh, this information coming out? Or can you so, not talk about that? No, 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 I can't. So and hopefully I smell, you get what I'm saying. No, I get it. I get it. I smell this coming a couple of months ago. I smell this coming. It, it, it's it's uh, once I start being asked to provide information about payroll, and I've done this so much that I'm like, I see where this is going. But I wasn't upset. I wasn't mad. I knew what was going to happen. I submitted the information, but I knew what was going to happen. But there's no reason to get upset because it is what it is, right? Just how if you have Netflix and you have HBO and you have all these other monthly recurring expenses and your income suddenly drops, you got to figure out what you need to cut. You can't keep those things on, right? So I completely understand that. So yes, I was involved in that process. But I saw that writing on the wall. Um, so they gave me that call a couple of weeks ago. And let me tell you, when they call me to let me go, hey, Ricky, due to what's happening with the organizations, we are going to lay you off. Here's your severance package, blah, 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 blah. I've already known. I know how that conversation goes. So I expected that call. So my boss had a harder time communicating that. <laughs> than anything else. I mean, she was tearing up, which I completely understood. And I'm not going to say her name out there, but I did tell her, I'm like, look, I know what you're saying. Just don't worry about it. Give me the information. She's so crying. And she was like, and here's the employee assistance program. And I'm like, yeah, you need to call that. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I'm okay. I'm telling you, I'm okay. Um, no. So yeah. So they gave me, uh, they laid me off after seven years of service. Um, and let me tell you, I am ecstatic. I'm ecstatic because now I am. Yeah. Because all those times that I've been working with other clients and I've I've given opportunities away. I've given clients away to uh, to uh, uh, other partners that JC, you and I know here in Florida, uh, because I just didn't have the time. It's just not fair for me to work with these clients and take time away from Sears, a company that's been really, really good to me. Um, so now I'm able to take on those clients and I'm able to focus more on bicycle learning and make that what, um, what it possibly can be, which is a, a huge HR development training and uh, training and development consultancy firm where people just have a good time with it. Yes, JC. I saw your hand up. No, I just, uh, I was looking at the clock, just seeing what time it was. That's all. I'm sorry. Oh, got it. Got it. I got you. I got you. My bad. Cause I saw your big hand like that. And I'm like, Oh, why? All right. Got- uh, uh, so <laughs> thank you for uh, allowing me to, so in, in light of the show and the radical candor today, five minutes and I'm going to current events back to you. Yeah. 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 Thank it was you. It's a very cold time Jeez. to let you know. I was trying to <laughs> silently let you know, but that's fine. It's fine. Let's go ahead. No, I got you, bro. No. So 
I just wanted to let everybody know that um, uh, that happens uh, in my life uh, with Sears, but I'm really appreciative with, um, with with the time that they've given me, with the opportunities that they've given me. And for me not to be on their payroll anymore and to be still be able to have that kind of positive um, uh, uh, words about them really says a lot about the people I got to work with. Now, by no means am I saying that this right here is a representation of the entire organization. Every business has horrible leaders and great leaders. I just happen to work with a high percentage of amazing leaders in my section of this organization, and I'm eternally grateful for that. I happen to have an amazing boss. I'm, I'm grateful for that as well. And I happen to have an amazing team that I would never have traded for anything else in the world, which I'm grateful for that, which they are the reason why I never jump ship on my own. But I'm very thankful that they made that choice for me, which that means you're going to see a lot more activity with Biasco Learning, Training and Development and the show as well. So with that said, I am going to have a show in a couple of weeks with some people who were also impacted along with me to get some input from them. So from their perspective about what their experience was, because like with any organizations, when you do something like this, uh, there is a communication strategy that, that needs to go out there. And I'm going to say this and, and JC, this will be it. Um, when, when we start talking about this in a couple of weeks, you're going to hear how the ball was dropped a couple of times on the communication strategy of this process. So, um, and it's going to be really, really interesting. So with that said, JC, that was my time. I know you had your hand up to give me the time that we're going to current events. Yeah. But, but yeah, before we more. do that, I, I want to turn it over to Dave. I know you kind of have some questions. I've got questions. I want to give you the floor. So we're not going to current events. Oh, I'm so confused. <laughs> Don't worry anyway, about that part. Um, Go ahead. Follow up with them right now. Follow up right now because there's, we there's got time. so many things. Yeah, there's so much to dissect with that. The one thing that honestly I, I was really, I don't know if shocked is the right word or surprised, but it, at the beginning of that, you you talk with when you were talking about uh, Baez co-learning and in mm-hmm. in the niche is that there's training out there for HR, but but you know you wanted to make it fun. And in, in my work history, you know, I've had to do a lot of different leadership courses and, and there's not many fun leadership courses, but the ones that were out there, it, it made it palatable. Like, okay, I can deal with this for a week. It's actually kind of fun versus like the dry, uh, information out there. And so I'm, I'm really surprised that there isn't anything out there to make HR, you know, because it's so important. Uh, HR hit, hits so many different facets of a of a business. I, I can't believe that that there isn't anything out there to to make that information more fun and more palatable. That it just boggles my mind. Well, here's the thing: <clears throat> there is. Um, so what happens is is either you go one side or the other. So one side either it's really legalese, it's information that legally you're supposed to have, but it's really hard to digest and it's hard to get people to sign up for those classes. And if you force people to do it, they're just doing the bare minimum just to, because they were told to do so. That's not really impactful. The other side of that coin is it could be so much fun that you forget about the content. And yeah, they had fun, but there's nothing tangible to you to take back to the office. So what I like to do, and I, I got to admit, I'm not 100% there. Nobody is, is 100% there. It's based on the different clients, based on the different topics that we're talking about. You got to find that perfect balance. 
that perfect balance of having a great time and taking something tangible back to the office that the higher ups that signs that check can 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 actually see a return on investment on. So that's my focus. One other what, what, Wait, one quick on. question. You got it. Dude, you got a question. <laughs> it is time. <laughs> I didn't put my hand up. Current events this week is brought to you in part by Bias Co. Learning, your spot for unboring training. Uh, your first current event story is coming to us from HR Talk. As of this week, Ricky Baez has officially announced he is a free agent going full-time with Bias Co. Learning. Sears has let him go, and he'll be talking about this in depth with intern Dave coming up this Wednesday on HR Talk Live on Facebook. Ricky and Dave, over to you. So what Dave I was going to say up. before that amazing... <laughs> yeah, I even tried to put my hand up. It was your first current event story. story. It's just kind of thread together real good. Go ahead, go ahead. All right, so I lowered my hand uh, now. Hey, so obviously you've talked a lot about um, about your history uh, throughout the uh, the different episodes of HR Talk, but uh, Ricky, have you ever been interviewed? I have. Actually, okay. there's a three-part series on the show. Uh, <laughs> oh, Dave, I'll send them to you. <laughs> it's literally like a four-and-a-half to six-hour epic. It is the longest, most amazing interview you'll ever get. No, it's really, 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 really good. But it's a three-parter, and it takes up about four-and-a-half to five hours. Yeah. Okay, because that was one of the other, that as you were talking about uh, the, the history of the Sears and, and Baez co-learning, I was like, and I, I really hope that that he's been interviewed um, at some point during the show as well, because uh, I, I thought it was pretty interesting. Yeah, it, it's on this show. We got three episodes dedicated to it way too much. But other shows, it, it's I've been on other shows as well. Um, but yeah, it, it's uh, I have I have my story is out there. Uh, it's good, bad and it's definitely ugly, <laughs> but mm-hmm. it is out there. Your next current event story. Come to us from Biosco Learning on Wednesday. Stop by their Facebook Live HR Talk Facebook Live coming up this Wednesday. It's going to be featuring Ricky Baez, the CEO of Biosco Learning and co-host of the HR Talk podcast. And HR Talk Live will also be featuring intern Dave. Stop by. Feel free to feed your comments in. The team will be more than happy to uh, accept your feedback. And then we're going to be moving forward with some amazing things as the week moves on. Your next current event story comes to us from J.D. Supra. Ladies and gentlemen, if you don't remember, it is time for employers to start collecting 2019 and 2020 EEO data for submissions to the EEOC. So if you still have your jobs, it's something to think about. I'm sorry, is it too soon? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, you're good. What do you All mean? Right. So, uh, I'm... <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> no, really. I mean, consultants, uh, managers, directors, CHROs, everyone alike. Remember, as of March 12, 2021, the EEOC announced that employers must file their 2019 and 2020 EEO1 Component 1 data compilation with the agency by the end of July. This after last year's collection deadline was delayed due to the coronavirus pandemic. And as a brief refresher, EEO1 Component 1 requires private businesses with over 100 workers to produce yearly data collections, including data on employees' race, gender, and ethnicity by job category. 
So once again, it's coming up. It's time for the employers to start collecting that data. Ricky and Dave, over to you. So I'll, uh, Dave, um, I'll give you the HR perspective and, and then you let me know what you think about it from your perspective, right? So this is something I can't stand. I cannot stand this process. It is highly illegal and unethical for HR people or anybody for that matter to ask these specific questions during an interview process. Highly illegal because we don't want to be in a situation where if they don't get the job, we get accused of discrimination based on those things that are protected by law. Everybody knows that. But then on the application, it gives them the optional question of putting down their race, their gender, their um, their ethnicity, what it's it's or if you have a disability or not. So what happens when an associate or a candidate, they don't. Um, opt to answer those questions. They don't answer them at all, right? And then we have to file this at the end of every year. So from an HR point of view, we get, if you are a big enough organization, when you have a a team dedicated to EEO or affirmative action plans, um, they give me a call and they're like, hey, Ricky, you've got eight people in your center who declined to, uh, to, uh, to answer those questions Be- to make sure our filings are complete. I need you to look at them and make a judgment call. It is the worst thing ever. So here I am because I still can't ask him. I'm going to go out there and I'm going to look at Tommy out there and I have to make a decision whether he's Hispanic, if he's Indian, if he's Arabic, whatever the case may be. And I have to assume and then send that back up. So it's really interesting from an HR point of view how it's legal to do it after you hire them or because of EEO compliance, but you it's illegal to do it before you even hire them. It's it just, it's really odd to actually do that every year. So now that, that I said that, Dave, did you know that? Did you know that HR people need to do that from time to time? Or And if you didn't, what are your thoughts on that now? I had no idea that that was the case. <laughs> and it... It makes no sense whatsoever to me at all. Like, I would think that things should be uh, seamless. Like, you know, the, the the obligations of what you can and cannot say or can and cannot yeah. ask at the beginning of the process should continue on, um, not totally switch, you know, at the end of the, the business or, or fiscal year. Yeah, it, yeah, it, it's, <laughs> I can see that, right? But it's um if you if you are part of an of an organization that has to produce affirmative action plans, then because you have to produce those, you have to have a clear picture of who you have um, employed, right? So they can tell you um, how many more you have to hire, how many less you have to hire. But it really is it hurts every time I do that. It really does, man. But yeah, sucks. <laughs> and the other thing it made me think of, uh, I don't know if this is a subject for another time, but. Uh, with a corporation that I've I've worked with for for over eleven years, um, last year they you know every year we have this huge survey you know uh, of what the employees think and about leadership and the workplace uh-huh. and all this other all, all this good stuff. And this last year they added a whole like demographic section to the beginning of the survey that was asking all of those questions and then additional ones about. Uh, um, uh, different aspects of of your life and they were shocked when no when when the numbers you know usually they have i want to say between 
74 and, and 82 percent of uh, of people actually do this survey. And when that dramatically dropped to like the 40s, they were just shocked that like, why, why are nobody doing these surveys? We need this data of uh, how we can improve the workplace. And, and, uh, you know, turned out people were like, yeah, I'm, uh, you make these questions mandatory that I have to answer. And no, you're, you're, you're diving into my personal life. I'm not doing your stupid little survey. Take Suck a hike. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that is a whole nother show, bro. That is such a whole nother show that we do have to talk about. And ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> for that type of action, tune in Wednesdays to HR Talk Live <laughs> featuring Ricky Baez with intern Dave. Your next current event topic right here is coming to us from EHS Today. OSHA is about to ramp up coronavirus-related inspections. OSHA has launched a national emphasis program to prioritize enforcement efforts during the COVID-19. The NEP, which is the the, uh, acronym for National Emphasis Program, put together by OSHA, will focus enforcement efforts in the coming months on coronavirus-related inspections. In a press release announcing the NEP, the OSHA said the NEP will do things with stuff. The deadly pandemic has taken a staggering toll on U.S. workers and their families. We have a moral obligation to do what we can to protect workers, especially for the many who have no other protection. This program seeks to substantially reduce or eliminate coronavirus for workers in companies, period. The NEP inspections will enhance the agency's previous coronavirus enforcement efforts and will include some of the follow-up inspections of work sites as they did in 2020. OSHA has also updated its interim enforcement response plan to prioritize detailed, extensive use of on-site and remote workplace inspections. Again, OSHA has updated its interim enforcement response plan for on-site and remote workplace inspections. The guidance goes into effect March 18th until further notice and rescinds the memorandum from May 26th, 2020. Ricky and Dave, over to you. That has been something that we've been battling for the past year and a half with this pandemic. It really has. Uh, Mainly... Workers come. So there's well-documented processes on what, how safe in a an office should be um, when, you know, with anything happening with the employees. So OSHA has um, years and years of experience in documenting that. Now that most of the country and most of the world for that matter is working from home, how, where should OSHA, where's the line for OSHA to step over? So what, how should OSHA dictate how you sit at a chair at your home? Well, do you have what if you get up on in the middle of a call because, you know, you're not going on for another 20 minutes, but you have to be in that call. You get up and you go to the kitchen, you make a sandwich and you cut yourself. Is that and a, a workers comp claim? Nobody knows that. Right. So now I'm glad OSHA is putting that out there. And I can't believe I'm saying that because OSHA, let me tell you, man, OSHA is hard <laughs> to deal with, man. It really is. But I'm like, I'm glad they're doing it because we've had such hard um, su- such a hard time this past uh, 13, 14, 15 months trying to figure out where that line is for somebody who's working remotely from home. You know, if they trip over a cable, is that our fault? No, but maybe the reason they, ca- they trip is because our cable is there. 
Had that cable not been there, they would have had trade. It's just, these are conversations <laughs> we have, right? So I'm glad OSHA is doing that. Um, Dave, have you fallen down or are working from home? Have you cut yourself making a sandwich? And huh? if so, did you file a claim? Huh? Like he's no and no, because even though I can't see my boss, I feel like he's got a, vit- a virtual whip on me. So I just sit at the, uh, I just sit at my computer like all day long, typing and typing and typing until like I start, my hands start shaking. So I know like I've got to go get some food because I'm like, you know, the blood sugar is going low. And I just like make a quick protein shake uh, because I need to get back to, to typing and, and handling stuff for work. So Dave, isn't um, that yeah, one of the hardest I don't things? use a knife. I don't use a knife during work hours. What would you say, Jesse? That's that's one of the hardest things, though. Like during the workday, that that remote monitoring and the the constant threat and pressure. Like, what if you need to go to the restroom? Do you ever find yourself now having bowel issues because you've held it all day because you need to keep your f- fingers on the keyboard for so long and they don't afford you that time? <laughs> He's having a conniption, but I'm going to tell you something like I, I know it sounds ridiculous, but I know people that have had to have hernia surgeries because they've had the the compulsion to stay fixated on making sure that they're being accountable during that time by an overbearing supervisor, in those type of situations. And now that they have the mesh in there, they're also having hard times with like needing extra time when they go to the restroom and they can't go to the restroom during normal work hours and it turns into an entire thing that's a legitimate scenario believe it or not i was i was laughing because i was trying to figure out should i go like super serious with this or should i like you know take this a little bit further with the with the, the bowel movements but um ricky wouldn't that be uh wouldn't that fall under like reasonable accommodation issues like if if that was the case look all i'm saying is is that if you cannot go to the bathroom in your own home, on your own time, or whenever you want to, then we got bigger issues with OSHA. Well, that's than the thing. OSHA. It's not your own time. It's the employer's time. Yeah, but you're at home. But Dave's situation, that. he's got to be on that computer. He's got to keep going. They're watching people everything. Need me. What happened, Dave? I said, people need me. I got to keep working. No, no it, I get in, it. In all, ser- in all seriousness, my boss is, my boss is, is awesome. Uh, there is no virtual whip. Um, he he lets us do our job, and when he has questions, not only does he ask the question, but then he follows up and and gives you the reason why he's asking. A lot of the time, he's not the one that 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 really needs the information. It's his boss is saying you got to get you got to do this, you got to do this. So so my boss is great. Um, I was just making a joke with the. No, with I get the, that the thing. But. No, no, it, no, dude, that that I get, but this is real for other people. Right. Yeah. Other people, they they're stuck in that computer. And now it's oh God, I wish I had that article right now. There's an article out there that there is this company that requires requires people to have the the webcam on at all times so they can watch the associates to see what they're doing at home. And that is utterly ridiculous. That's a topic for another time. But yeah, it, it's this is real for a lot of people out there. Hey, I will let you know. That's the best one. That's the best one. <laughs> the best one yet. Hey, uh, so future show possibly. I do know someone that used to be an inspector for OSHA. Um, just to throw it out there. Used to be. Yeah. Not we, currently. I want 
I want to talk to that person. They need to, to be on person. the show. Yes, they freaking do. Yeah. Seriously. Yes. So, okay. If, if we'll they want to we'll remain an- if they want to remain anonymous, they're certainly more than welcome to. More we than happy to keep it that way. Would love to have them on HR Talk for a candid discussion. Yep. Absolutely. Your next story, and we're going to be hitting the gas on these uh, couple right here. This is coming to us from SafetyAndHealthMagazine.com. We're going to be staying with the OSHA theme here, real quick. And uh, uh, why? <laughs> why? It's very important. That's why. Ricky Baez uh, and Dave. Fine. National Grain Safety Week is set for March 29th to April 2nd. And this is oh, why. God. It's coming up. And it's a very important thing. Stand up for Grain Safety Week, slated for March 29th to April 2nd. The industry initiative aims to raise awareness of hazards related to grain handling and storage provided by employers and workers with educational opportunities, resources, and training on best safety practices. Employers are encouraged to designate a coordinator for their individual events, decide what type of event to conduct, and raise awareness for grain safety. Ricky Bias, over to you. <laughs> I hate this topic. <laughs> I really do. No, no, thank you. No, I appreciate you bringing that up, I guess. Um, I'm glad. I'm glad that uh, there is Grain Safety Week. I didn't know that was the thing. Um, I'm assuming that is the thing in the in the Midwest. I don't think in Florida. Um, there, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, uh, real quick, before you continue... It's time for Florida Man Stories. Florida Man Stories this week brought to you in part by me. Your first story is coming to us from Johnston, Rhode Island. Where's the beef? Runaway steer is still roaming loose in Rhode Island. According to the Napa Valley Register, more than a month after escaping while being unloaded at a slaughterhouse, a 1,600-pound steer is roaming wild on the streets of Johnston, Rhode Island. That's approximately 10 miles west of Providence, Rhode Island. Police have, have said multiple times to include this past Wednesday in a Facebook post that although they've been keeping track of the loose steer and its whereabouts, they really can't chase it. So their goal right now is to keep it contained to a wooded area where it can't endanger drivers or itself. Now, officers did post a very blurry nighttime photo of the steer showing it on a residential street near a supporting our police yard sign and said it appeared to be very healthy and well-fed. Others who saw the photo said it may have been Bigfoot. On February 4th, (laughs) after the animal first left it bolted it ran away from the slaughterhouse it moved to the suburbs of providence it was later sighted in providence rhode island (laughs) where local authorities contacted the department of environmental environmental management and animal control neither agency had the resources to capture or transport the animals so they just keep watching it taking blurry photos at night and saying steer clear of the steer over to you. Uh, so, so two things. Um, um, I heard the Florida man story theme song, but I don't think how this is a Florida man story. Thank God it wasn't, but what a town to live in. I would love to live in a town with that. A steer on the loose is the biggest story of the week. I mean, think about it. 
you can you can go to sleep with your doors unlocked. I mean, what's the steer going to do? Go in there and steal your purse? No, man. He's not going to do that. He sure, just wants to, sure. He wants, hey, we, Brian, Brian, there's a steer. <laughs> there's a steer coming over here. Get the bow and arrow. Story. Your next Florida Man story is coming to us directly from Panda Express. Big kudos going out to a big fan and longtime listener of the program for sharing this story forward. Although, we're taking it from a different source than what you brought. This is coming to us from Eater.com, E-A-T-E-R.com. Former former Panda Express employee says she was made to strip at a cult-like work-indoor seminar. In a lawsuit, the plaintiff claims she was told to undress down to her underwear and hug another undressed employee in a self-improvement exercise. In the lawsuit against Panda Express, former employees alleged that in 2019, she was forced to take off those clothes, get down to her underwear, and hug a similarly undressed colleague in front of fellow workers and strangers. The incident allegedly occurred at a self-improvement seminar that her manager required her to be part of. The employee, whose name is not going to be disclosed at this time, had been working as a cashier at Panda Express in Santa Clarita, California, at the strip mall between the hours of this and this on that day. No, they're not going to say her <laughs> name, but in the article, they tell you exactly the store location. Yeah, thanks, guys. Wow. No one's ever going to figure that one out. <laughs> she alleged that she paid out of pocket for the four-day program, which was administered the four-day required program. <laughs> she alleged wow, that she, was paid out of, uh, she paid out of pocket for it, it was uh, a live seven hours in coaching academy, but sponsored by Panda Express. The seminar quickly devolved into psychological abuse, as per the employee. Attendees were allegedly verbally beaten, prohibited from using their cell phones, and kept isolated in a room with no clock, no doors. No, wait. With no clock and with doors and windows <laughs> covered. How did they get in? <laughs> they just dropped it's them from trick. the ceiling. <laughs> right. We're going to put you in here from the top. You know, uh-huh. so they put them in this room. They block out the doors. They block out the windows. They do all this stuff, and they say it's uh, it's an off the books interrogation of terror suspects, and we're going to make you feel different. Then they start to undress people in a bizarre trust building exercise, which partially clad participants who allegedly oogled uh, by the seminar staff took turns revealing their inner struggles until fellow attendees believed them, according to the lawsuit. Last male participant had some difficulty convincing others as a result, broke down in tears and had a massive panic attack. The employee, the plaintiff, was told to stand up and go into the middle of the room with the male participant where they were forced to hug, wearing nothing but their underwear. It was called a trust-building exercise, but it was the opposite of building trust, according to the Washington Post article referenced by Eater.com. And the Panda Restaurant Group, the parent company of Panda Express, said it's taking the allegations very seriously, and they're going to be looking into this. 20 to 50 Panda Express employees who attended the 2019 seminar in L.A. were required to provide their employee identification numbers, received workshop materials with the Panda Express logo, and then took off their clothes. I'm sorry, dude. I'm sorry. I got to jump in here, man. I don't want to hear, and, and this is for anybody, I don't want to hear that you don't have a good idea, you don't have a business proposition that you can make money off of. I never want to hear that when you have companies like this out there 
providing a quote unquote service and they're being paid for that service. I can't believe companies like that still exist and how other companies don't do the proper research to see what kind of seminars you're putting your associates into and how, okay. On the, on the, heels, on the heels of Coca-Cola <laughs> at that. Right. Thank you. I mean, right. come on. And also not only that, how can you make your associate go to a seminar and force that associate to pay for that seminar? <laughs> Right. That is ridiculous. And not only that, that caused her or him such harm uh, mentally and emotionally by putting them through that process. Panda's press should get sued like nobody's business. Did they even know that they were going to need to strip out? What if they didn't wear good underwear that day? Right. I mean, and where's the opt out? How do you opt out? Like, hey, I'm going to opt in. Me, Fred and the boys, we're doing this, you know, but everyone else is opting out. They don't want to. They don't want to partake. And depending on the culture of the organization, if this person opts out, the, the leader could say, you can opt out if you want, but they, they might get bullied because of it, right? So she wants he, he or she wants to be accepted. All right, so, so, so hang on a second, Express, though. Drop the ball here. Hang on a second, though. What about people that sign up for the leadership courses that model themselves after boot camps? And you show up, and you're in your full clothes, and you're running through the mud, and you're doing all those things. This, this is, like, exactly the same, someone told me. It has no I don't place think in the is. business world. It doesn't. <laughs> I don't think it's exactly the same at all, personally. It's not. They tried it's to not. draw the connections for me, and I'm like, well, no. In one, I'm locked in a room with peers and people I don't want to see me in my underwear. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm being forced to do this, and they took away my cell phone and locked me in the room. Where, on the other, I'm signing up to do an obstacle course. I know what I'm doing, you know? And well, on one end, you sign up to be in an organization where you're supposed to defend the country's freedom, the country's interests. That's the military life or death situation. Panda Express is not that kind of a situation. OK, well, depending what Maybe kind they of their own secret operations going on, who knows, you know. <laughs> It's uh, Panda Express and Coca-Cola. They have a lot of a lot of legal issues coming up. All right. We really do. We are at that time of the show where we need to go around the room for some final thoughts and get this wrapped up. First up uh, to the microphone right now. Please welcome Ricky Baez. I'm being welcomed again. No, uh, so <laughs> I love being welcomed over and over and over again. No, look, at the end of the day, here's what I want to say. Um, look. This show, we didn't talk much about HR, but we got real with each other. And that's what I want this show to be. I want to promote healthy conversations where people are allowed to speak their minds um, in, in, in an environment where they're not shut down uh, by whatever they talk. And that's what other business leaders need to emulate and take a look at. Create an environment when your associates, if they have a question or concern, that they're not afraid to bring up that question or concern. And we can actually talk that out. That right there, if you do that, that will be a recipe for a fruitful relationship with your employees or your colleagues or your boss and the, and the overall culture of the organization. Well, my final thoughts right here. It's been a pleasure to be here today. Ricky, what are some of the best ways people can reach us, please? We are on LinkedIn. We are on Facebook. We are everything that's social media, TikTok. We are there. You can email us at ebiasatbiasco.com. Let us know what you think about the show, as you've always have done, or download us to your favorite podcast platform and pay attention 
for other information to come out. We are going live, Facebook Live, this Wednesday around 7 p.m. or so. Keep in touch. We'll see you then. Exactly right, ladies and gentlemen. I'm JC on behalf of Dave the Intern, uh, Ricky Baez, the entire Baez co-learning tree and family. Former senior executive Lucy, who we have not thanked in a long time. We'd just like to thank her because she's pretty amazing. It's been our pleasure to be here. Once again, this is your flagship HR Talk program coming out every Sunday into your RSS feed. Keep your eyes peeled. HR Talk Live Wednesdays. Wednesday night, feel free to stop by, join the fun, or catch up in the RSS feed with a release of that. And we will have special interviews coming at you in full Released every Friday when available. Some might be special interviews. Some may be special editions. And we're going to recap those for you on the Sunday programs. Stay in touch. Stay alert. Stay safe, everybody. It's been our pleasure. Drive safe. Have a good night. My thumb hurts.